This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. This is Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Welcome to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on SiriusXM Business Radio Channel 132. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I'm sure we're all now so exhausted now. We've been home for, what, 9,000 days now. Um, but I'm so thankful to everyone for continuing to to listen in, to be part of this incredible community. I'm coming to you live from California, from my home here today. Uh, to start off today's show, I am thrilled to welcome a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, Lauren Mylan. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you are just such a shining star. And uh, when all of this happened, you know, just getting your love and your support meant so much to me. So thank you. And thank you for sharing the mic and sharing your heart in all the ways that you do. Well, thank you, Lauren. And Lauren and I have been friends for many years. Lauren's actually a repeat guest on this show, I think maybe three times now. And um, uh, Lauren, I'm going to brag about you for a little bit because Lauren's just an incredible change agent committed to diversity, innovation, and inclusion. She started her first business at 19 years old. She's been a model, an author, a television star. Um, and now she's the interim CEO of Digital Undivided, the social startup that leveraged data and advocacy to catalyze economic growth for Black and Latinx female entrepreneurs. Uh, Lauren, so tell us about what what does your day-to-day life look like now in, in shelter in place? <laughs> well, it's been, um, it's been interesting, right? I think we, uh, many of us were sheltering in place and we're just literally doing that, sheltering in place. And it was um, a welcome respite at the beginning and then life hit. And I think we all sort of thinking about how do we pivot in this time and how do we take things digital. Uh, I've been a long-term supporter and board member of Digital Undivided, and so then seeing how COVID was impacting communities of color more so than any other community, and then with our change in leadership as well and, and being tapped unanimously by our board and being asked by our supporters to lead the organization in this time, um, you know, while, while sheltering in place, we are also sheltering for the future. And uh, it's an honor to be able to lead the organization during this time. And you know my passion for empowering women and women of color, people of color, and just advancing, advancing the conversation and making sure that people get their seat at the table. And in order to do that, they have to be educated. They have to have the resources, the connections, the know-how to be innovative and to take these chances and in many ways to be able to catalyze their genius, which is all that Digital Undivided is about. So sheltering in place has now turned to, you know, um, sheltering (laughs) for the future and making sure that these are conversations that we continue and that carry forward into how um, business is done and people are treated. So it's an incredible time. I love that sheltering for the future. And and I want to come back to that in just a moment about, cause uh, you, I mean, you've already just been off to the races with some great projects at digital undivided. Um, but first, you know, I just want to touch on obviously these past few weeks, months, presidency, whatever, however you want to call it have been very difficult. Um, so how are you personally navigating? What, what are you saying to your children right now? Hmm. You know, I- you know this because I, I did it on IG, which was like 
basically me saying as a mom and as a black woman, you know, for a long time, you want to shield your children if you can. You hope, as regardless of your color, every parent hopes and prays that you can do better for your children than your parents did for you. And so regressing is never part of that equation. Feeling like you're moving back um, or in a dark place is never part of that equation. And so for a long time, I sheltered them. You know, I, I kept them away from a lot of the things, or I spoke in different terms that were more kid-friendly, but I don't have kids anymore. I mean, yeah, they're my children, but they're 10 and 12 years old. They are woke. <laughs> they are well aware. And even if I wanted to shield them from this information and, and the harsh realities of the world right now and the world as it's been, right? Because in many ways you can say, this is scary, this is heartbreaking, it's devastating. And in many ways it's not. And it's probably really controversial for me to say that, but these are these are not new issues. These were just issues no. that were masked. They were sitting there all along and now they're just in our face. And at some point, you know, someone said to me years ago, sometimes you have to push things to a crisis. And now mm -hmm. she was speaking about dating at a dinner party, but <laughs> this is what we've done. We've pushed racial injustice to a crisis. It was already a crisis. It was just a quiet one because we've become conditioned as people of color to swallow pride and deal with certain comments that are now front and center. So in as scary as it is, I think it's also really important for them to see and for there to be this level of transparency that hopefully, you know, opens their eyes really quickly to the harsh realities of the world, how to navigate, what to look out for, what's important. I think the harder conversation with my children is the conversation around knowing your rights. That's the mm. tough conversation. The racism talk, the systemic inequality talk, that's a lot easier. The know your rights, what to do if a police officer stops you, this whole idea of, yes, we are privileged in many ways, we are very blessed and I'm quite grateful, but this whole idea of, you know, you're privileged here at home and on vacation and what we do as a family, but not necessarily when you walk in the street, that's the harder conversation. Making sure that my 12-year-old black son, especially, who I, you know, pre-COVID was letting hang out with his friends and be a 12-year-old, you know, preparing him has been tough because I don't even know what to tell him. So it's tough. Gosh, I, 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 I can't even, I mean, as a, as a fellow mom, it's just my, my heart breaks when you, when you think about having those conversations and, you know, we, we've been certainly having difficult conversations in our own home and it's, um, uh, you know, at, at least people are talking now. And I, I hope that the conversation continues well beyond just a few posts on Instagram and, and a few conversations. Um, so, Lauren, tell us about your new job and what, what was it like to, uh, in the midst of a pandemic, to all of a sudden get a, a CEO job? <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, again, because I've been connected to the organization for so long, it's just it's just doing more of the work and doing it on a day-to-day -day basis versus, you know, a monthly or quarterly basis as a board director, right? So we have an incredible team, um, a really diverse team of people who are so passionate about making sure that Black and Latinx women have a seat at the table and are part of the conversation of what global inclusive innovation looks like. And it just happens to be that June 1st was my first day and that this all happened right right before, but it was in the works for, you know, a little while prior to that. And so I consider it to be really serendipitous. And I always 
want to think about, you know, why things are happening in life. And I think many of us always want to think about, hmm, why is this happening to me? And we don't always know why. And then June 1st, it hit me. Why? Because this was the time that I needed to stand up even more and help activate a lot of these solutions and how we respond, how we show up, how we equip Black and Latinx women, how we equip people of color to compete in spaces that aren't used to seeing them um, or to allow them to find ways to enter spaces that they want to be in um, and they have no pathway to. So, you know, the first week and a half so far as CEO of Digital Undivided has been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of... um, a lot of care and concern and culture conversations and company culture building and making sure that everyone feels good. Um, I gave the team an optional day last Thursday for the, the National Day of Mourning in remembrance of George Floyd because I just knew we have moms on the team that are having these conversations mm-hmm. with their children and homeschooling their children. We have people who are hard at work, you know, painfully, especially on the comms team, you know, writing emails and copy and things that are necessary for us as an organization, but that hit them differently because because this time hits them differently. So um, it's been a lot of managing the hurt and yet managing and navigating what this time means and what the opportunity presents for the work that we do as an organization and also putting into greater context the importance of this organization in light of the time that we are in. While our mission is Black and Latinx women, what we do will reverberate throughout Silicon Valley, New York, you know, many extents now that we're pushing things digitally, the world, we're pushing our programs digitally, which is giving us different reach. And this problem has a larger reach. Um, So to be able to also work at scale right now is really, really, really impactful. Mm. For those just joining us, you're listening to Sirius XM, Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm your host here on Business Radio. We're speaking with Lauren Milan, Interim CEO of Digital Undivided and CEO of LMB Group. Lauren, what was that, that first moment when you decided that you had to work for yourself? You've been an incredible entrepreneur your whole life since age 19 even. Um, so what, what was that moment that you were like, I'm, I, I can't work for the man. This, I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, I think I can work for the man, right? Like, and in many respects, I think that being an entrepreneur who services companies, brands, corporations is sometimes even harder than trying to navigate your way through them as an employee. Um, Because I've had to adapt to a lot of different cultures. I've had to, you know, even in our time working together, right? Like there was a time when I, I had to adapt to this new world of media and doing things differently and, um, finding the best ways to be effective. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I just think that I think life gives you what you're meant to have at the right time. And I think that for me and the way that my mind works and the ways that I like to activate entrepreneurship was an incredible way for me to um, acquire a variety of skills at a high level pretty early on. And, when I look back on it, I think I was really early at a lot of things. Even if I look back to angel investing or starting the early stage venture firm, we did this in 2011. 2011, we started an early stage VC mm. with this whole idea of you know Gen Y capital supporting early stage 
um, entrepreneurs who are millennials and not just giving them capital, but giving them our support and extending our network to them with a venture partner committee. Now everybody wants to be entrepreneurial friendly capital, but that was not the case nine years ago. So I think it has allowed me to do a lot early on where I saw opportunity. And I think I've learned from the good and the bad of being early, right? So now I can have this role and say, hmm, okay, I've, I've had my bruises over the last 10 years. I've had my wins. Um, how do I think that this can be done better? And it's interesting because somebody called me an OG a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about being called an OG. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not that old, but I guess I've been around a while, and so I'm going to own it. Like, being an entrepreneur has allowed me you know, in my 30s to be called an OG, I suppose. Um, whether I like the title or not, I care about what it can do for the future and what it can do for the spaces that I care about and that I work in. So I think entrepreneurship has been a wonderful way to get to where I am right now. I don't think I'd be here without having kind of navigated it as a CEO, a chief everything officer of my own thing. Um, but I certainly see the opportunity and the need now for people like me to work for the man and to work in these other spaces um, that desperately need innovation and that desperately need to put an emphasis on diversity and change and, and, and what a variety of perspective can do. And I think we've seen this over the last couple of years that when you don't have a variety of perspective at the table, you end up with brands that launch campaigns that are tone deaf or you end up with... Mm you know, ambassadors that aren't the right fit, or you end up with messaging that didn't have the right people in the room that just does not fit with the time you're in. And, you know, these were kind of considered to be quote unquote faux pas. And it, it can't be a faux pas anymore, right? That's what this time has shown us, that it has to be a systemic change. It has to be organizational leadership that changes. You know, it has to be more than just a statement uh, Maya Cooper, more than just a press release, like it's got to be something real. And so I do think that at some point we have to have people like me in these corporate spaces and, you know, working for, for companies and the man and, and whatever in these other structures and not because they need to be, um, not because they need to be dismantled, but because they need to be diversified and they need to be diversified with dedication and experience and intellect and a level of adaptability that is required to make sure that you are sensitive to the needs of a variety of people at the same time. I mean, so well said, Lauren. And um, gosh, I have I have so many follow up thoughts and questions. But I, I do feel like, you know, for so many years, the conversation has revolved around, you know, you sh we should have diversity in our companies and, uh, and companies have been like, yeah, 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 that's like a nice to have thing to do. And now, um, I think we've finally reached that point where entire industries are, are just basically saying like, holy shit, like we need to change completely from the ground up and actually reflect the voices that Lauren, I know you and I are, are both theater lovers. And, um, I, I just, I signed a, a, a petition the other day that was going around addressed to kind of dear white American theater about how every theater is run by, by white executives, how every producer, how every decision that gets made, um, yet so many of the artists are people of color and, and writers. And so it's, uh, there's just so much change that needs to happen in every industry. Um, 
one of the things that, that I've loved is that you always, even though you're starting businesses, you're you always make time for mentoring and coaching other women, other entrepreneurs. I I've been following a lot of what you've been talking about personal branding. And, and I'm just curious, some of your thoughts about, you know, why personal branding is so important right now and, and how we can all think about using our voices at this time. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So um, you know, I, I have my book, The Path Redefined. That's, uh, gosh, it's crazy that the book is six years old now, but the subtitle is Getting to the Top on Your Own Terms, right? And this whole idea of the path redefined, doing everything on your own terms. Again, told you, done a lot of things too early, right? So now mm-hmm. that's like really popular. Your own path, your own future, your own way, on your own terms. Now that's the popular conversation that I like to feel that I started with The Path Redefined six years ago. And you know, then, of course, moved into the digital space and offered a course that really brought the book to life and taught professional development skills, and then ended up launching Straight Up and Successful as my community of personal and professional development tools, coaching, courses, um, and community to help women level up. And when the pandemic hit, I had so much incoming messages, you know, emails, DMs from people saying, what am I going to do with my brand? How am I going to pivot? Where do I go from here? I don't have a personal brand. Or people that still had their jobs but were worried about, well, I have my job, I have my title, but I don't go to work. So I wonder if people are going to, you know, I'm such the life of the office. Everyone's always in my office. If I'm not at work, if we're not seeing each other, are they going to forget me? Are they going to let me go? Am I going to be laid off? How do I assert myself? How do I uh, allow my skills to shine? How do I remind people of the work that I've done? How do I have a voice in this space, um, especially for people that were not active on social media at all prior? So I then thought to myself, well, how can I, how can I help them? So I started hosting campout sessions, which are just my free weekly sessions to literally come and camp out with me. Not a webinar. It's, it's, it's live. I see you. You see me. We ask questions. We're in dialogue. Um, I hear you and I learn and I get to learn what people really needed. And so what people really needed was some help with their branding to help power career opportunities or even, you know, opportunities for their business. Because the other thing that happened was the people who had jobs and then had side hustles, most of the side hustles, at least the ones that have come to me, were around health, wellness, beauty, and food. And people were like, hmm, my side hustle was just my side hustle. And then the pandemic hit especially for people in food and catering. And I was getting orders like crazy, and I, I don't even have a logo, and people were just calling me for deliveries, or I'm in my local newspaper, and I don't know what to say in response. I don't have anything pulled together for myself. So I ended up launching a personal branding boot camp um, as part of Straight Up and Successful's offering. And it's live with me over four weeks, 12 hours of live coaching, two times a week, 90 minutes. Um, you get a branding Bible, and we go through all of the really tough, deep, work required to build your personal brand. And we do it together in small groups live. And we've now graduated three classes of women who are already taking media and their digital footprint and their personal brands by storm. And even now people are saying, of course, you know, well, how can I, how can I establish my personal brand to have a voice for change in this time, to be able to have a platform to say things that are important to how we move forward inclusively with diversity. So it's not just about career. And with personal branding, that is your calling card these days. You know, it's like you look back in the day at resumes, they used to be plain and Times New Roman font. Now people put their pictures on them and, you know, everything short of emojis, right? Like graphics and 
um, all sorts of icons, and then you get to bring your brand to life. You get to, you know, have your own thought leadership and your own influence. And even if you are doing work elsewhere, they hired you to do that work because you're incredible at what you do or because you have POV, point of view, that's important to them, and that should be shared. And especially for people of color and women, the double minority, you often, you don't share what you do. You just keep your head down and do your work. And you very rarely raise your hand and say, I did it. Or you very rarely ask to be recognized, let alone named, um, forget even being celebrated. And so the personal branding bootcamp was my way of creating a really affordable solution to work closely with me to allow women to level up because post pandemic life is coming like this week kicks off post-pandemic life in a lot of cities, and a lot of women don't have answers. A lot of women don't have their personal brands together. You know, they're not sure of how to even pivot their career in this time, Um, and they're looking for the opportunities, and they don't know how they're going to be discovered or how they can even partake in the conversation. And so that was my way of helping set women up to do just that. Mm. Well, I can say that anyone who gets the opportunity to work with Lauren is is very lucky. For anyone just joining us, we're chatting with Lauren Milan, interim CEO of Digital Undivided. Um, Lauren, I, you've been very outspoken about uh, being a single mother. I, I'm I'm very curious because that's some that's a conversation that I don't see at all right now. How households with a single parent might be affected during the pandemic and and during everything that's going on. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. So this is so interesting that you say this, and especially because you know the love of my life. Um, So I will say that, you know, I feel like once a single mom, always a single mom in many respects, um, because there's just, there is a skill set there that you learn and you hold on to no matter what happens to you in life. So I try now to condition myself a bit to say, like, I'm not a single mom, to be respectful to the the amazing man that I do have in my life who absolutely stepped up in so many incredible ways. But still, I I feel it in a different way because I will always feel like there are some conversations that mommy has to have. Um, And while they love him like dad and such, you know, again, that feeling of this is my responsibility. um, And there are certain things that I was doing in the eight years of being a single mom that you become conditioned to do. I don't know if I can unlearn some of those behaviors, but I think that for single moms right now, and I've had many of them in branding boot camp, and it's tough. Like, we're on Zoom, and their cute little kid is coming in the frame. Like, they have to make it happen come heck or high water. And and that is the plight of many women, single moms or not. Um, But certainly single moms have it hardest because now you are homeschooling. You, you know, probably don't have a, a summer camp option. You have work to do or work to find. You have business to make or a brand to build and food to put on the table, and you probably have to cook the food and shop for the food and stand in line to get the food. So it's, it's hard. And I think there's also one of the campouts I did early on was all around critical decision-making at home because it's like, cool, I can have straight up and successful.com, and I can create and have this incredible community. But if I'm going to keep it real, the whole straight up part, <laughs> straight up, and successful in order to be successful and keep it straight up, the hardest thing to do is to set up your house so that you can go out and be great. And so I did a whole free campout session on critical decision-making at home. How are you setting up your home? Like, do you feel like you have to still make every meal? What can you delegate? You know, it's like that, that old school, 
um, little comparison of the mom who wants to bake the cookies for the school party. We'll just buy the cookies and get to the school party. It's almost, it's like, (laughs) it's that times 10 right now. Yeah. You really want to make your kid fresh eggs and like, you know, sauteed whatever for breakfast and slice some wonderful organic fruit. But are you going to do that every single day of stay at home order at some point? You know, kids got to eat cereal just like they did when you were going to school so that you can get back to your room and get your work done. And we can't feel guilty for those things because we have to set ourselves up. And often women, you know, when we, we set up everybody else and we don't set up ourselves first. And this is a time where women, single moms especially, have to set up themselves first if they're going to be successful. And you have to be able to keep it straight up with the people around you about what you need to enable you to be successful. And we're also seeing a lot of women who are the breadwinners. And so you have these, these homes where the mom is a single mom, and hopefully she still has her job. I've seen both sides of this coin. But she's still got her job. She has, like, triple work to do because whoever is employed and working from home is working more hours than they were working right. in an office. So I think the whole idea of time management and making sure that you have a system that works for your life is so key to being a single mom pre, post, and certainly during this pandemic, but I would hope that those skills, I hope that a lot of the skills that women and single moms are learning right now and have been forced to kind of acquire that they keep, because I think those are going to be a lot of the skills that help us maintain our sanity and our productivity and our overall happiness. Yeah. I mean, all I know is if you're a company out there and you're looking to hire someone on an executive level, uh, if, if a single mom can make it through this pandemic with their kids, and I mean, that's the kind of person that you want running your company for uh, absolutely. Uh, 100% sure. Um, Lauren, I'm so sad that our time together is over, but I, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to um, head over to Instagram because Lauren is going to be taking over my Instagram today for the Pass the Mic Now initiative. Um, and Lauren, just thank you so much for being a constant inspiration in my life and to so many people, where can people uh, go to follow you and learn more about you and the work you're doing at Digital Undivided? Yeah. So I'm on social media at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Mylan, M-A-I-L-L-I-A-N. So at Lauren Mylan on social media everywhere. Um, Digital Undivided is at Digital Undivided on social um, and digitalundivided.com. We would love to share our work with everyone. And then my course and community is over at straightupandsuccessful.com. So just all spelled out, straightupandsuccessful.com. Um, but it's an honor to be able to share the mic. Um, I thank you again for being an incredible friend and a wonderful supporter. And I posted earlier, and I'm going to, of course, keep posting that, you know, you are an incredible ally. And for those people, especially people like me, black women, black people out there right now, making sure that we surround ourselves with real, true, genuine allies is really important, right? Because the imposter syndrome is also going to rear its ugly head at some point during this time. And I feel so honored to be able to have you in my circle of support. And I just, I love you and thank you. Um, And thank you for showing up right now and knowing the ways in which you can use your platform and your voice to really make a difference. And this is certainly one of them. And I I just applaud you for for seeing that and doing that on your own. So for everyone listening, Randy did this all on her own. I didn't ask to come on. I think that's a really (laughs) important point of distinction that you called out the opportunity on how you can share your platform to make a difference. Um, So thank you for including me and for raising your hand and doing so. 
Thank you, Lauren. Gosh, I love you so much. I'm so glad that we are taking a quick break on the show so I could like go cry in, in, in my closet now important. for a few minutes. People have to know. Thank you made this you. happen. Well, thank you. You're the best. I look forward to uh, to touching base later in the day on Instagram and, and always. And thank you for the incredible work that you're doing at Digital Undivided uh, with your own courses and, and everything you're doing for the community. So thank, thanks for joining us today, Lauren. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.